How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about pro wrestling. And this week, I will be giving you some of my favorite matches of 2022. Leonard will chime in here and there. Um, but I don't know if there's any matches that stick out for him. We'll find out. But I know you do have uh, something you want to uh, plug. So go ahead. Yeah, so just uh, recently, uh, as of the time of this recording, and I'm not sure what the schedules for both are, so I'm not sure if it will be up yet by the time this is, but upcoming, I will be a guest on the Diecast Movie Podcast hosted by Steve Turk. Steve is a longtime uh, attendee of the Monster Bash, as I know Steve, and Steve asked me if I would be a guest on his program. So what he does is he has dice with genre on them, and he rolls them. And whatever genre comes up, you can either pick one or the other, or you can do one that co- a movie that covers both. And so I got uh, Action Fantasy and chose Crawl from 1983. Oh, wow. So the first part is just a bit of an intro on Steve introducing who I am and me talking about some of the things I've got uh, going on, including the Nitty Gritty podcast gets plugged on that. And then we talk about Crawl for a while, and he's already invited me back. And the next show is probably going to be sometime in June before we do Monster Bash so that we can plug Monster Bash. But uh, appropriately, uh, he rolled for me this time, but on camera. And it was a horror comedy. Oh, that should be. There's endless possibilities there. Endless possibilities. I'm leaning to the Ghost of Mr. Chicken, which is a personal favorite. But when we got off the air, Steve and I rattle off a good dozen off the top of our heads that we, that we could do. So. Why am I not surprised that you chose Don Knotts? Yes, it's it's a favorite. There's a lot I can talk about with it, but, but anything. So that's not set in stone. You never know. But when I do the next edition, I'll let you all know. But that can be downloaded anywhere that you find podcasts just like ours. It's the Diecast Movie Podcast with Steve Turek. T-U-R-E-K. boy, Leonard. Uh, Attaboy. <laughs> so... All right. So, like I said, we're going to do some of uh, my favorite matches of 2022. And I will say right off the bat that these are not ranked. And there's a reason for that because I don't necessarily want to say I cheated on this list, but there, a lot of the same people show up. And it's kind of in, divided into groups. Um, there were a lot of great rivalries uh, in 2022. And so that's what I'm going to be highlighting as we go along here. So get to some of my honorable mentions at the end, but uh, let's start out with the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes trilogy of matches, which started at WrestleMania 38 night one, uh, April 2nd, 2022. Um, This started it. It was not necessarily a surprise that Cody was there, but you know, nobody was totally a hundred percent sure until his music hit. Um, but he came out, and it was a great match. Um, and they repeated that formula at WrestleMania Backlash. I liked it better when it was just Backlash, but I digress. Um, that was May 8, 2022. I think this is the lesser-known match that they had, because um, it's kind of right there in the middle. But again, it was really, really good. Um, and their trilogy concluded 
uh, June 5th, 2022 at WWE Hell in a Cell. And it was a Hell in a Cell match. Most people remember it because of Cody taking off his jacket and, you know, revealing the uh, remnants of the torn uh, peck issue that he had. Um, and as I say that, tonight as we record, Raw is going on and he has officially announced that he is coming back at the Royal Rumble. So uh, it's been, uh, you know, quite the road to recovery, but uh, it'll be good to see him back. These two had good chemistry, I think. Seth Rollins did everything he could to make Cody look like a million bucks. Not that Cody needed necessarily somebody to carry him, but I think that Seth Rollins certainly did him a favor in taking the job three times in a row. And I can guarantee he'll get that back at some point when it might mean a little bit more. We'll see. But uh, I thought that this was a great rivalry. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they might have a, a showdown at the Rumble, um, which we'll be looking forward to. Leonard, I know you saw at least one of those matches, right? Yes, well, regular listeners probably know that I am not watching much of the current product unless Chad makes me. And I did watch WrestleMania, and I did watch the uh, the match, the third match with the Bruce Peck. Uh, I did not watch the middle match. I like both the matches. Uh, I believe that Cody Seth was, I think, my top match of the two nights of WrestleMania. I'd have to go back and check. But I agree with you. I think they had great chemistry with each other. I think they told a good story throughout the trilogy. Is it Flair Steamboat? No, but I think it is two guys that certainly know how to work with each other and like to work with each other and understand, hey, we can do something special here. So I did enjoy the two matches of the trilogy I saw. And, of course, you have to give Cody nothing but props for toughing it out on a torn peck. I know after the fact, a lot of people called him stupid for doing that. Um, you know, why, why risk further injury? Um, I, I, I guess I think I'm still from the old school idea of where you rub some dirt in it and you walk it off. Well, so, like, like you, you, you talk about, uh, you know, what it was in the old days. Like, it's not like that anymore. They wouldn't have let him out there if they thought that he was going to genuinely do more damage to his person. I believe from what I read and heard that it was as torn as it could be. He wasn't going to tear it more. He wasn't going to injure another body part. It was what it was. Exactly right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, this is kind of the formula for my list. There's certainly some singles matches on here, but there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, three-parters. Um, so let's next highlight uh, – New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, the rivalry that I had on my list, and this would these guys would certainly be near the top. Uh, would be uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. They wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom 16, night two, uh, January 5th, 2022. This is a near five star match. Um, Will Ospreay probably is the the man of 2022. I could rattle off a list of matches, not just in New Japan, but he was all over the independence. He was on AEW from time to time. Uh, this guy just didn't have many bad matches. Um, but their Wrestle Kingdom 16 match is probably the best one. Uh, they also wrestled August 18th, 2022 at uh, G1 Climax Day 20. Again, easy four and a half to five star match there. Um, you know, Okada has not lost uh, a an inch of his abilities over the years. He's still so great to watch. Uh, so definitely check those out on NJPW World if you get a chance. Also, New Japan, 
Um, we have Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Um, people who are only familiar with AEW or WWE might remember Ishii. Um, he did make some appearances. And, uh, you know, basically, any match that Shingo Takagi and Tomohiro Ishii are in, it's going to be a slap fest. And, like, these guys slap the hell out of each other to the point where their chests bleed. And, you know, I mean, it's... You know, it's basically they're trying in Japan. One of the things they like to do is they try to illustrate, you know, I can take more than you can take type thing. Um, so that's kind of why you see a lot of those exchanges. But uh, that was a really good match. It was at New, the New Japan Cup. Um, Ishii appears again here against Eddie Kingston from AEW. But this was uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Capital Collision. Uh, it was a U.S. show that the promotion did. And again, a really tough fought match. Uh, that is really well worth checking out uh, if you get a chance. In terms of the women, the main woman uh, female match that I had on my list was Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch from WrestleMania 38 Night One. Um, I guess I could probably put the SummerSlam match on there as well. Um, you know, these two really worked well together. And, uh, yeah, and of course, I saw the WrestleMania match because we watched WrestleMania, and I believe that was my number two match of night one behind Cody and uh, Seth. Um, you know, uh, yeah, just a good solid match again. I did, it's been close to a year since I watched this, I don't remember specifics, but again, I do remember liking a lot and thought it showed a, not only what those what they could do individually, but I think what that women's division or what any women's division can be if you put some time and effort and thought behind it. Absolutely. Um, another WWE match uh, at WWE's Clash of the Castle, Clash at the Castle, excuse me, uh, from September 3rd, 2022, was Gunther versus Sheamus. Um, I think I gave this match four stars when I reviewed it for our show. Mm -hmm. um, I would certainly maybe like increase that a little bit. Uh, this is definitely one of the best matches WWE had in 2022. Um, Gunther is a really great talent and I really hope they continue to push him to the moon. Um, there's, I think right now looking at the rumble coming up, there's, you know, a lot of names that people will throw around of people who should win. Currently Gunther's the intercontinental champion, so he probably won't win, but his time is coming for sure. Um, I could see him getting the, like the cane push where he eliminates the most people or just dominates through a middle portion of it. And that sort of, the you know as Jim Ross likes to say, seeing if that dog will hunt, yeah. you know, putting him in there, and then if that goes well, who knows what next year might bring. But that's what I would predict: him looking good but not winning. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can see him getting that spot for sure. Um, the next series of matches would probably be my a tie for for one, um, and that would be the rivalry between FTR and the Briscoe brothers. Uh, they these two teams fought each other three times, and these were matches that I had to see because the chemistry that these two teams had was just off the charts. Um, obviously, the Briscoes, um, you know, you know, one of them made some comments that is kind of preventing them from getting on cable, AEW specifically. Um, so unfortunately, they have to kind of wrestle on the Ring of Honor shows. Um, but the first one was. Supercard of Honor 15. That started the rivalry. That's a four and a half to five star match. 
the next match was at uh, Death Before Dishonor. It was two out of three falls. That was from July 23rd, 2022. Um, again, excellent two out of three fall matches I like a lot. Um, and the last one, which was the title change, was from December 10th, 2022 at ROH Final Battle, a double dog collar match, which was bloody and brutal and really capped off that rivalry well. Uh, FTR is currently taking a break until their AEW contract expires. Who knows what, what's going to happen with them? Um, but they certainly made their mark, FTR, um, in 2022. They made a lot of teams look great. They had great matches themselves. If we're going MVP for tag teams, I don't know anybody who could say it could be anybody else other than FTR. Um those matches are not easy to find. You're going to have to buy the pay-per-view unless you have ways of watching it without pain. But uh, I highly recommend checking them out if you can find them. So. I'd be interested in, in seeing those matches. And it might surprise you, Chad, to know that you have something in common with Jim Cornette. I don't know what he said about those matches individually, but he's a huge fan of the Briscoes and FTR. He I thinks they're... I, I, knew he, I think I knew he was a fan of FTR. I don't know if I ever heard him talk about the Briscoes, but, you know... Yes, he, he, he does like the Briscoes as well. All right, so let's get into some of my honorable mentions. Uh, I'm just going to give a shout-out to, you know, Lucha Libre here very quickly. Um, if there was an MVP uh, south of the border, it would have to be uh, El Hijo del Vikingo, uh, which means the Viking's son in Spanish. Um, he had matches with a lot of different people. And those matches are, uh, most of them are available on YouTube. Um, he had a match against Lamita from a AAA Show Center, um, March 12th. Great, easy four-star match. Um, he had a match against Laredo Kid from October 23rd at Final Show Center, which is also really good. I mean, if you like, you know, flips and showcases like that, if you like the Lucha Libre style, this is the guy you want to watch. Um, he doesn't have a mask, but he comes out in a Viking outfit. The gimmick, I don't know what they're thinking with their gimmick, Leonard. But, like, I mean, the guy does, like, he's a magician in the ring. And sometimes it's four-sided ring. Sometimes it's six-sided ring down there. So, um, but, yeah, he comes out with horns. And, you know, I, I don't I don't get it. Gimmick when you say he's a magician in the ring, is he Fantasio? No, not literally a magician. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But he doesn't have a mask, uh, which is interesting. A lot of people have masks. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and so just a side note, Leonard, if you've ever watched any matches from Mexico or any Spanish commentary, the Spanish commentary down there is as over the top as their soap operas are. Like, nice. like it is so, like, just loud and just everything that these guys do is incredible and just, <laughs> it's it's uh, entertaining in and of itself. And another match that he had was uh, against uh, Ray Phoenix uh, from Triple Mania 30, Mexico City, um, October 15th, 2022. Um, again, that, that was probably the best one of, of the matches that I watched. But, yeah, he's really well worth checking out. Um, CM Punk, we don't know what's going to happen with CM Punk in 2023, but he had a great dog color match with MJF at AEW Revolution that is worth checking out, Leonard, whether you like AEW or not. Um, 
I would think that that's more your speed, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I like Punk. I like MJF. There's a handful of people who I do like that they have. That's just the overall booking and vibe. I don't. But again, I haven't checked out for a very long time. So, um, you know, and I'll just kind of cap it off there. I have a list here of many more matches that were really good. One of my goals, and I forgot to mention this at the top, but one of my goals for 2022 was to expand what. Uh, companies, promotions that I watch, try to watch more of stuff outside of WWE, not necessarily just Japan, but as I mentioned, the Lucha Libre stuff, uh, Will Ospreay, I followed a lot of matches that he and John Moxley had on the independents. Um, those guys had a ton of great stuff. Um, so, and I think I kept to that uh, pr pretty well. Anyway, I, I, I definitely watched more pro wrestling in 2022 than I had in previous years. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of great matches with Adam Cole and Adam Page, uh, Jurassic Express. You know, John Moxley really didn't make my top of my list, but he had some good matches um, uh, here and there. So this was 2022 was a good year of wrestling, uh, as we've mentioned on previous shows. I definitely think that uh, wrestling is in the midst of a change in terms of you know the style that's accepted and all that, uh, as Leonard and I have discussed. Uh, but let me know, let us know what matches you watched in 2022 that you think I should have mentioned or which ones you agree with. Um, we always love to hear any feedback. We uh, have other videos that you can check out, such as segment surgery, uh, stupid questions, and random match reviews. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and recently I did add us to Stitcher and Pandora, which I previously had not done. But uh, we are, wherever podcasts are now, we can officially just say that. Um, so please uh, make sure to check out our other content. For Leonard, my name is Chad, and we will see you next time.